Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to part three of my Flipping Properties Remotely podcast series with Rick Otten. Rick, how you doing, man? Man, I'm still getting over being called the Jedi Master from the last episode. Man, everybody <laughs> in Australia has been going, God, man, you're a Jedi Master, <laughs> which is great. So I'm on fire. That's awesome. So you're in Australia right now. Is that right? I'm on Australia. I'm actually going back up the U.S. in about three weeks. But right now, I'm just enjoying the uh, yeah, last bit of Sydney. So what are you coming back to the U.S. for? I'm just curious. Well, uh, well, it's that time of year for the corn. So oh, uh, right. I'll pop in there. Yeah, the farm's corn farm, right? And I'll sort of pop in there, see family members who obviously think I do nothing for a living. <laughs> and uh, then I'll go over and I'll meet some people in the U.K. that I'm doing some bits and pieces with. And I'm just sort of in two minds. I've got a guy that's uh, worked with in Greece, and I'm thinking I might pop back down over there for a week or so. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's one of the things we wanted to talk about. Um, last episode, we talked about how are you finding these deals in Greece. Yeah. This week, I wanted to ask you a few more questions about that, Rick. Um, can you give us maybe some ideas of numbers? Can you clarify that a little bit more? What are these properties costing you? Or what are the okay. values? And you can use... American right. dollars or euros, whatever you want. I'll use, I'll use euros because uh, that's just what I'm familiar with in that market. You can get the properties. You can get properties as cheap as fifteen to twenty thousand euros. Now they used to cost you seventy thousand euros, and you can get them to fifteen to twenty thousand. Just gotta be a little bit careful because when you buy that stuff, that's what I call the C and D grade property that's dropped down. That you might buy that stuff, and it is cheap and it's functional. But if you're going to be buying that stuff for that market to rebound, I've found, generally speaking, if you get at the bottom end of the market and the bottom end of the market drops, the type of demographic that moves into that neighborhood creates social problems. So I'm going to suggest that you can get them as cheap as that, but that's probably not where you want to be. You probably want to go a little bit better in the market, what I call the uh, – Oh, the handyman Joe, kind of like what I call a white-collar, blue-collar guy, you know, just a bit better. That's going to cost you around 40, yeah, going to be up 50, yeah, 50, yeah, about, look, 50,000 euros would probably be where I would start. I wouldn't want to get under under 50,000, up to about, well, uh, 200,000, 50,000 to 200,000. But I'm not going to say no to above that, Joe. It just depends on how much money I'm going to spend to get in. So 50,000 euros, about 60,000 US dollars. Correct. So 200,000 euros, it was about 237,000 US dollars. Yeah. Now, and look, I'm not talking about paying cash. You know that. I mean, I hate the idea of money coming out of my pocket. The person on the on the notes have to sort of like blink at the light. So I'm always thinking about how to buy the property without using a lot of money to do it, you know? Of course, of course. And um, all right, so then are you putting any money in to fix these up? Well, it's funny you should mention that because two hours before you and I are talking, I've been speaking with a colleague in Greece, and I tell you what, if I can just give this as a nugget to everybody, right? 
As you start doing property, and I have for years and been teaching people, people come from different parts of the world and say, would it work in Holland, would it work in Poland or whatever, right? And I've always had a rule that says, you, the systems work everywhere, you point me in the front of the, the lawyers and I'll write the check for the legal paperwork. And that's how I grew this in the different countries. And that person always becomes a man on the ground. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you've always got a man on the ground. It doesn't cost me anything, I just pay for the paperwork. So uh, in answer to the question, um, I just found out today I'm doing two, and uh, one is I've got a guy, a doctor, selling two properties, and it's great. One of them is brand new, which means he bought it um, what we call off the plan or straight off the builder, which always concerns me because, you know, you can end up paying too much for that stuff when you buy that brand new product, right? But I'm getting it for no money. I'm just picking up the payment. So it's uh, that's great. Now, the other property I'm getting from him is costing me 70,000 euros and it needs 35,000 worth of work and it's going to be worth 150. But uh, can I just tell you something, Joe? I'm not doing the work. Okay, good, so good. I'm taking it for the 70,000, making payments on the 70,000. I love it, right? It's in if it's in bad condition, people will let you take the payments because no one's going to buy it. And you know, So then I'm going to charge 10,000 euros for someone in who wants to turn my house into their home. So it'll be a handyman special, sweat equity, 10,000. My advertising for that, you'll love it, Joe, is you fix, you profit. Okay, so yeah. 10,000, next guy comes in, he fixes it, will be worth 150,000 euros. Yep. Yeah, I do that a lot as well here in the U.S. Yeah. Just advertise as a handyman special. In fact, I don't know if I've ever done. I've done lots and lots of properties that I've either bought or on, on with cash or with lease options and sold on lease options. And um, I don't think I've ever done rehabs, except a few, very, very few times. Always try to sell it first as a handyman special on a lease option. Always. I mean, I've never picked up a hammer. I mean, I saw a photograph of one once. But, you know, I'm always selling to the guy who wants the opportunity. I've always figured this way, right? The 30% of people who can't get a bank loan today, they're buying opportunity. The 70% of people who can get a bank loan, they're buying choice. So I'm buying, I'm the opportunity guy, right? I'm putting people in who can't normally get in. They'll sure. pay me 10,000 euros on that puppy and fix it up themselves. Beautiful. All right. Um, what do these properties rent for? What kind of cash flow are you getting every month on these? Okay. So... I'm getting a lot of this product. I'm not. I'm getting cash flow, but it's not monumental. What I'm doing mainly is getting the value in what I'm paying compared to what they were worth a couple of years ago, and probably what they'll bounce back to in a couple of years because they've still got capital controls, but they'll disappear as the foreign money is already coming back. So uh, I might be getting uh, maybe 150 euros a month cash flow on it. So it's not. Um, what I'd sort of write home about and mm -hmm. try to live. But what I'm doing is is pick up the properties and I'm harvesting a portfolio that's not costing me any holding costs. So I'm covering my holding costs. And then, of course, I'm flipping some of that stuff for five, ten, whatever, you know, just to get in and out across the desk. So what percent of your deals are you staying in the middle of the whole time and what percent are you just flipping for that quick cash up front? Every deal I ever flip, if there is a loan involved with a seller, I always stay in it. 
Okay. Because if I flip that and that guy drops the ball on it and the seller and I'm not that deal, the seller doesn't know, his payments don't get on done on his mortgage. Next thing he knows, he's got a foreclosure, he's going for uh, bankruptcy. So the way I've set that up over the years, so it doesn't take much time, I use like escrow company. Yeah. The yep. buyer has escrow company. Escrow company pays the seller's mortgage and payments. And I only ever get a call if someone doesn't do what they're meant to do. So I'm not actively involved, but I, I never really totally walk away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so a, qu- a common question, Rick, that a lot of people are going to ask is, what happens if that tenant who's living in the house doesn't make the payment? Are you responsible for that? Are you on the hook? Do you make it yourself? Depends on how I frame it up. If it's really got a lot of profit in it, if it's got a lot of profit in it, sometimes I'll say to a seller, let's say I'm in it for like, I don't know, five bucks or ten bucks. A seller will say to me, you know, you're going to make this payment if someone else doesn't. If there's a lot of profit in it, I'll say, do you know what? Regardless of what comes to this property, I'll always write the check, regardless, okay? If it's really thin and there's not a lot of profit margin in it, I'll probably say to him, well, I tell you what, for some guy, this guy is not paying, I'll come to you for direction as to what you want me to do next, and we'll just have to look about it as these were extra payments that some guy made against your debt that you didn't have to make yourself. But how that looks in the future, um, we'll just have to discuss if that ever happens. But if it's really got a lot of profit in it, I'll just say to the guy, he'll never write a check on it again. I'll just look after it. What have you found in Greece to be the typical attitude of a tenant? Do they call every time there's something that needs to be fixed? Um, or when you're doing a lease option like you're doing, are they pretty good at taking care of that those issues themselves? Do you know what? <laughs> Think of the days when I was in Dallas and I had to, like, tenants. Wow. <laughs> no, it's like, I mean, I remember like- I think I know days, where you're going with this. But... Well, they'd call me up to fix a light bulb, right? It would be 25 cents for the light bulb and $88 for the electrician through the management company. Um, Greeks are pretty good. Uh, the stuff is made to last a long time. I mean, heck, the stuff's been sitting around there for about 4,000 years. They still build everything with marble, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's really surprising. They're still digging the marble up and building all these floors out of marble stuff. So the uh, you don't get many calls. You just don't get – and they have this attitude of like, I seriously can do this myself. Otherwise, I feel like there's a lot of lacking of self-respect if I can't fix this problem myself. They're really hands-on people. It's funny. You drive around the U.S., the United States, and you'll see this a lot in Iowa, Rick, where you see these barns, these old barns that are falling over. You know, they're made out of wood. You will oh. never see those kinds of barns in Europe anywhere, will you? No. Nah. Nah. I remember once that I, I couldn't understand how you know people in other countries, and they see you'll have a storm in the United States, and the whole city blows over, right? They go, oh, my God, it must have been a violent storm. I say, no, no, it's just American houses. They're only designed to last 27 years because you get tax right off at 27. You <laughs> scrap the pad, put up a new house on the pad, right? Get another 27 years of the depreciation schedule. First job I had in Iowa, guess what? When I first got to uh, not Iowa, the United States, right? I was in Florida and I was a guy that put roofs on houses. They gave me a nail gun. I said, what's this for? They said, put a roof on. What are you kidding me? You're rolling up the tarmac with a nail gun, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's people don't maybe in the U.S. don't know what we're talking about. I don't realize it, but people out in Europe they just because the culture there they build things to last a lot longer. So the barns that you see out on the farms they'll be made out of blocks. 
concrete blocks, blocks that with with uh, you know either clay or cement tile ro roofs. Um, it's just completely different mindset there. Totally, totally. The stuff lasts for hundreds of years, so we don't have the same issues. So, um, in answer to a couple of your questions, um, a lot of those properties I'm getting in Greece is uh, either flipping because people want to pay some money to get one for what's going to happen down the road because it has dropped 40 to 60%. I mean, it's just – do you know what, Joe? I don't know if I mentioned this to you. It's now uh, – it's they're so cheap – that the build cost is more expensive, okay? So you can purchase for less of the build cost, but the foreign money is coming back in, so it's all stabilising, turned around. You just need a few lawyers, and that's the hard part, Joe, in all these countries. Find a buddy, which reminds me, what did you do in Prague for lawyers and stuff? Were you flipping your deals or were you doing the paperwork yourself? Well, I was always flipping deals in the United States from Prague. I was never flipping deals in Prague. All right, well, they've got some very, very old legal systems. I used to love the American legal system. It's called do-it-yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> they have some really, really, really old legal systems. But um, here's the thing, Rick. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt if I would have just stuck with it and asked, you know, hundreds of people if I had to, I would have found somebody that could have helped me do it, you know, I know without a doubt because I have friends that know friends that know friends that invest in real estate themselves, and they could have pointed me to an attorney. And so I, I just know I could have found it. I could have figured it out if I really wanted to do it. You know what? It's all about these attorney, t attorneys will always start off telling you what you can't do because that's all they know. And so you just ask a different question. So let me ask you something. If we had to find a way to do it, how would that be? Yeah, great question. Well, if we had to find a way, not that it's been done before, but if we had to find a way, we'd do this, 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 this. You go, great, let's do that. That's a great way to ask it. And, and, and even here in the U.S., when I'm going into a new city um, or I'm coaching a client in a new city, I'll say, just go and ask somebody, how would you suggest we do this? Yeah. Don't ask them how if it can be done. Just say how can we do it. And if they say you can't, that's fine. Go ask somebody else. I know, Rick. In my experience, if I would have given up every time I heard somebody say no, you can't do that, it would be it'd be sad because there's a, there there's there's so much opportunity out there, and we just need we can't take no for an answer. Hey, listen. Can I tell you something you can take from me and use this because it works really well. When, when I walk in, I say, let me ask you something, sir. Um, the number six, what is one and five? I'll say six. Yeah, two and four, I'll say six. Three and three, six. So what you're saying is there's a number of different ways that we can get to six as long as we get to six. Is that right? We go, well, put it that way, I guess there is. But it's a great way to get people to open their heads and their minds to different thinking by using that analogy of the different ways to get to six. I love that. Yeah, that's why I love creative real estate so much. Uh, just opens up so much doors. Let's talk about exit strategy real quick, Rick. Yeah. Uh, what are the different exit strategies you use on these deals in Greece? I, I sell all of these things on payment in contract for deeds, right? Installment contracts where people can make payments because uh, there's not really much new lending. Only 11% of Greek people can get a loan anymore. There's lots of these old loans. You just sell contracts for deeds for picking up the debt load that's still sitting there. Payments. Everything goes out on payments. Everybody wants to come in on payments. I tell you, it's really interesting. This will make you – this is fascinating, okay? I was speaking to a colleague the other day. We had a property worth 100 that we got for 70 right? 
And I said, I'll tell you what I can do. Uh, some guy can have it for like 10, 10 down. If he gives me 10, he gets it for 80. It's worth 100 all day long. And my colleague said to me, this was really interesting. He said, a guy would rather pay you 90 for it and put two down or one down or something You'd rather than, than get it for a bigger discount, put more money down. People would rather pay more money for the properties and pay less money down but pay more for the property. Isn't that interesting? I guess being in property, your yeah. eyes sort of think, oh, heck, you want to get a, a bigger bite. But I get rid of them on payments because the, 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 the money is too hard for people to get. Totally true. You know, we, um, we're flipping a lot of vacant land right now in Colorado and in Oregon. And uh, w for every one call we get, because we usually advertise them for cash. Right now, we're starting to change that. We're starting to advertise them more on terms with seller right. financing. But for every one call that we get from a buyer who's willing to pay cash, we'll get five or six that are asking, hey, can we buy it with owner financing? Can we buy it with and terms? They get more flexible about the price you're going to pay or they're going to pay, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, you say, well, you can have for owner financing. Here's the price. No one will beat you up about the price, Joe. They'll just ask you how much is the first payment or how much is the down, right? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, let's talk about the paperwork, Rick. Yeah. Uh, are you doing the paperwork yourself? Do you have no, your boots on the ground in, guy do it? No, nah, not in Greece. And i tell you why. Um, we have systems in the United States, systems in Australia and the UK, where they can electronically check out previous ownerships and titles. Not in Greece. You've got to go. You've got to go back manually to when Spartacus was a small boy, and you've got to go through every property transaction. It takes some weeks, about six weeks, to check title out because it's an old manual process by which they have no electronics built yet. Although they do believe that's one of the things they're going to be changing soon. <laughs> but I went just hoping I that don't believe the, it before the Acropolis rusts. I'm hoping they'll bring in electronic system, but it's manual. It's very old school, really old school. So you use lawyers to do that, okay? And so because they have some really old title stuff. And the art, of course, is finding guys who are, who are with it, right, who get it. So do you find that same in the rest of Europe? Is that the same in Spain? Is it the same in England? Uh, no, no, no. no the, the, the Greece is the worst I've found it, right? So, no, as you're moving, it seems to me like the further I go towards London, the more, more automated the country's become, right? Yeah. So they're all sort of slowly getting there. But, but Greece is a little bit of a nightmare. I wouldn't want to touch that. Now, they're, and they're also, it's not cheap. I mean, to get the, uh, because of what their work is for title, what they're going to do, you can be paying 1,500 euros or 1,000 euros. Now, I'll get that down. I'll get that down to, I... I've usually found that um, uh, once I start packaging this stuff up, I can get that down to five or six hundred you know, euros. But here's what I had to do. Here's the interesting stuff. This regular life. I said, look, I want to make payments to a seller to buy his house. We go, well, I don't know if that would work. Well, and then you go, what if I made two payments? They go, oh, that would work. What if I made three payments? Well, that would work. What about four payments? That would work. <laughs> well, we're going to go through all 360 payments and we sort of stop here and get the idea. So, But some guys get it. Some guys don't. You know what it's like, Joe. Does, does, does Greece have a similar credit checking system where you can check people's credit and credit worthiness? No. So what you do, because you can't check people's credit, what you have to do is check their payment history 
or so you can find out where they've been living, what bills they pay, check their bank statements. So I can't go online and check their credit, but I can check bank statements, previous landlords. But you and I both know if it's been one private landlord, I always go to the one before that guy, Joe, because the last guy will tell you anything to get rid of someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The guy before that always tells you everything the way it is. So references are even more crucial and important. Yeah, and you know what? There's so many people who want Well, here's the funniest thing. I think I'm the only guy that ever went to Greece and let people make payments. It's like they're lined up down the it's like they're lined up down the street trying to get the last the last bus out of Cuba. So the thing is, you know, it's 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 more people in the system than uh, Oh yeah. Uh, so, so what are your what are your plans? What's the future? What do you want to keep on doing a bunch of deals in Greece or have you already scratched that itch? Let me tell you what we did. I got pumped. So last time I went to Greece, I took a film crew with me, like a documentary crew, right? And they're finally just giving me the finished six-and-a-half-minute little movie that they made on me buying flipping transactions in um, Greece. And what was so exciting is I don't speak Greek. And uh, they had to come along and film all the components, and they just gave me that the other day. Um, I think it's one of those things that when the market opens up and everybody else is doing it, then I'll move to the next market. Once it becomes a flooded market, I lose interest. I, for me, it's all about the passion of just doing it, going where no man's ever been before. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really well, cool. Bulgaria. Bulgaria is just coming with this new thing. Now Bulgaria, to compete with Greece, has brought out a new law that says if you give the Bulgarian government 150,000 euros, you can become a citizen of the EU. Now, that's pretty sexy. Right, that's even better than what Greece had. It's even better than Spain. So maybe a guy sent me a deal from Bulgaria. <laughs> Have you ever seen that stuff in Bulgaria? Where is Bulgaria? I don't even, I'm looking it up right now. I should know this. Yeah, it should be above Greece somewhere. Yes, and it's <laughs> near um, – it's near – oh, I should have known that. It's near Romania and right. near the Black Sea. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me think about my 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 uh, VA, my, uh, my my secretary. She lives in uh, Kiev in the Ukraine, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking I've had her for years and years and years. So I'm thinking, well, I think it's just over to the right or somewhere from there, you know? <laughs> well, you know, that's a part of Europe that I've never been to. I'd love to go someday. I, we, we did go to Greece for a little bit. We were there from a, for a cruise ship. Uh, you know, we were there, but that doesn't really count. Um, Next time you're in Prague, I'm coming over. I'm going to grab you. I'll put a manila folder under my arm, and I'll say, let's go to another country close by and buy some houses. <laughs> Conversations are the same. People are the same. The only yeah. thing that ever changes, Poland or uh, like I know that the uh, places in um, the Netherlands, 75% of those people rent, right? Not many of them buy. And Germany, they only give you uh, – hey, this will make interest. You know, in Germany, when you buy houses, right, bank loans are only 25% of the retail price. So each country's a bit quirky, but um, there's always a way. Yeah. And there's always going to be motivated sellers, aren't there? Always is. And I just have one rule, though, for people listening. It's like if I don't see the property, which is the only time I physically see the property, like me, Rick Otten, sees the property, if it's all my cash and it's all my credit and I'm totally responsible for the whole thing, I'm probably going to check it out. But 99% of the time, I'm like you. I don't have much cash in it. 
the guy that I'm going to flip it to, he's going to go and look at it. Joe, he'll tell us what it's like, right? Sure, sure. Have you thought about doing uh, real estate workshops, property workshops in in uh, Greece, teaching people there who live there how to do this? Somebody's just recently asked me. I've had a few people from the U.S. because I know, you know I've done it for a couple of these podcasts, right? And people have been tracking me down. It must be one of those accents that's easy to find. <laughs> and uh, they've been saying to me, you know, would I ever take a busload of people or people with, to Greece with me? And uh, I hadn't really thought about it, but I've had a lot of people saying to me, hey, I want to go to Greece for a week, you know, sort of this and that. So that's one of those things I think starting to starting to happen now is more and more people are asking me about Greece because it's kind of like that market that everybody forgot about. It got too cheap. And uh, I tell you what, when you go there and the stores are no longer vacant and everybody's smiling and happy and you can just you can smell the economy coming back, so you go, you know what, uh, who knows, who knows? Do you want to go to Greece? We'll run a class. <laughs> Maybe. I'd love to go there again. It's beautiful yeah. down there, the coast. Man, it's just What's incredible. Right? The, uh, yeah. I'm looking at I did spend some time in Croatia, which was beautiful and amazing, and that's not too far from from Greece and uh, and also southern Italy, but um, well, let yeah. me tell you something. That's something what people can do, right? People don't need to go to Greece. They can use Greek lawyers in the United States. Okay, there are Greek lawyers in Australia who are transacting for hmm. people who want to buy and sell in Greece. Now, I went to Greece because it suited me to be boots on the ground. But, you know, there'd be Greek lawyers in the in – the, and I know I could speak to Greek lawyers in the U.S. So if people got Greek lawyers, 30-minute conversation, I'll tell you what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. They just Everybody calls something something different. They're just going to get their head around it, you know? That's really good. Well, thanks, Rick, so much for this. Uh, we're going to do a few more podcasts as well. What do you want to talk about next? Well, I'm thinking what we might talk about is we'll either change countries or I just did a really great podcast with when you see a property you're going to buy in a foreign country, what's the thinking that has to go through your head and what are the mental tick boxes you've got to tick through to make sure you don't get yourself in a danger, to make sure you're buying a profit rather than a problem. The last thing you want to do is be buying a problem. You want to buy a profit. So people go and you know, you're thinking, well, what are you thinking about? So I actually have a tick box of everything has got a tick for me to go, I'm in it. And so maybe That's we good. give that to people next time so they just get, they can get their head about what they've got to think about and how to tick those boxes. Yeah, that's important. That's very good. Very good, Rick. And again, how can people get a hold of you if they want to get more information about you? Well, you know what, that dealfinderplan.com or my, you know, my We Buy House Radio podcast, but that dealfinderplan.com is really popular. It's that little – bit of uh, seven minutes of conversational palette. I love everybody being in the deal. You know what I'm like, Joe? We've talked about it, right? I don't know, Mr. Seller, what deal we're doing, but we're on the road to the Taj Mahal. We're doing something. <laughs> Keeps everybody in the loop, everybody in the pot. They can download that. It's free. Dealfinderplan.com. Dealfinderplan.com. Oh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, thanks again, Rick. We will talk to you later on the next show. Next week. See you, John. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah,